Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parashas Vayishlach. And the parasha, of course, contains what I think is one of the most dramatic stories in the entire Torah. Yaakov and Esau haven't seen each other for years. They didn't exactly part in the best of circumstances. And then this much-awaited reunion. And Yaakov, of course, has absolutely no idea how his brother feels towards him, has absolutely no idea what this encounter is going to bring. And so therefore, again, Chazal tell us that Yaakov Avinu prepared himself for this encounter in three ways. Number one, Daron, he sent gifts. He sent gifts. Number two, he split the camp. The possibility that Esau's gonna come for war, and even if he decimates one part of the camp, at least some remnant of Yaakov Avinu's family will survive and tefillah, supplicatory prayer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help guide them through this most difficult of times. But the night before the encounter, something dramatic occurs. A strange story. The night before the encounter, the Torah says, Vayvosa Yaakov levado. Yaakov was left alone. This is Paraklamid Bey's Pasach of Hay, chapter 32, verse 25. The night before the encounter, Yaakov was left alone. Vayavik ishimo adalos And he fights with a man, he fights with a man up until the morning. Up until the morning. And the Torah tells us again, the man, this mysterious Ish, realizes that he can't go ahead and conquer Yaakov Avinu. So what does he do? He injures Yaakov in the thigh. Specifically, he damages Yaakov's sciatic nerve. To the point that Yaakov Avinu, although he's standing and emerges quote-unquote victorious, he's limping. He's limping. He's injured as a result of the encounter. And the Torah says something amazing. The Torah says, how does the section end? Therefore, Cloud Israel will not eat the sciatic nerve. We don't eat the sciatic nerve of the animal up until this day. Because ultimately, again, the Malach injured Yaakov Avinu in his sciatic nerve. And it's a fascinating story, and it's a dramatic story, but so troubling on so many levels. First of all, who is the Ish? Who is this mysterious man? Number two, why is he starting up with Yaakov Avinu? Number three, why does he dafke injure Yaakov in the sciatic nerve? And number four, why does this inform our dietary laws to this very day? In other words, okay, I got it. Yaakov was injured in the sciatic nerve. Why should that matter? And therefore, again, we can't eat the Gid Hanosha to this very day. How do we understand this story? And Abba Soloveitchik makes an amazing observation. The Rav says that although Yaakov Avinu planned to split the camps, if you notice, he didn't. He didn't, meaning, remember, so his, his whole idea when he's planning for the encounter, he says, okay, we'll split the camp. Again, like we said before, if Esau attacks one, the other will be able to flee. But yet, when you notice the actual encounter itself, everyone is there. Everyone is present. And Rabbi Salavichik is quoted as saying something amazing. He says, Hashem sent the Malach, the reason, this Ish, the Rav explains, this Ish, was a malach, was an angel of Hashem. And why did Hashem send the malach? To prevent Yaakov from splitting the camp. Or to quote, the reason Hashem sent the malach was because it wasn't proper what Yaakov planned to do. Al-pidin, it is not right to sacrifice one machana so that the other may live. An incredible and overwhelming insight. The malach, the ish is sent to prevent Yaakov from going in and splitting the camp. That's why you never find, it's incredible. When the Rav says it, it's so obvious. Yaakov Inu speaks about splitting the camp, yet at the end of the day, during the encounter itself, during the camp, everyone's together. Why didn't he split the camp? He didn't have time to. Because he was fighting the entire night, and by the time the struggle was over, Esau was already there, 
and there was no time to split the camp. And I think we could take Rabbi Soloveitchik's idea just a little bit further. Because what the Rabbi is teaching us is something amazing. If you look at Yaakov Avinu as a personality, right? We know Yaakov Avinu was, was one of the Avos, one of the patriarchs, and not just one of the patriarchs. Chazal tell us he was the Bechir Sheba Avos, the best of the patriarchs, an Isha Emes, a man of truth, a Isha of Tiferis, of splendor. But I think, like, if you look at the personality of Yaakov Avinu, you see something very beautiful. See, Yaakov is identified as the Ish Tam Yoshev Olin, the simple man who dwelled in the tents. And Chazal tell us, a simple man that he wasn't cunning like his brother Esau, dwelling in the tents of spiritual development, the tents of Torah. But I think if you dig a little bit deeper, you see an incredible pattern of behavior with Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov is also an Ish Shalom. He's a man of peace. And because he's a man of peace, he is conflict averse. If you go back into Parshas Toldos, you know, Yaakov, everyone loves to beat up on Yaakov Avinu because he masqueraded as his brother, right? How can you call him the Ish? How can you call him the man of truth? He dressed up as Esau. He told his brother that he, father that he's Esau. The truth is, Yaakov Avinu could have, he could have done something so much easier. Dad, I bought the brachas. I bought the birthday. Remember again, Yaakov wasn't stealing something from someone. It was his. It was his. Esau sold his birthright to Yaakov. Yaakov owned it fair and square. The brachos belonged to him. So Yaakov, why don't you say something? Confront your brother. Confront your father. That's not Yaakov. That's not Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is not a confrontational person. Yaakov Avinu is an individual who is conflict averse. He's an ish tam. He's an ish shalom. Similarly, again, when it's time for Yaakov to leave Lavan's home, how does Yaakov leave? The Torah says, how does Yaakov leave? This is in Paraklamet Aleph Pasachov, chapter 31, verse 20. Vayignov Yaakov eslev Lavan ha'arami. Yaakov even left in the middle of the night. He didn't say goodbye. He didn't say shalom aleichem. There was no sudas preda. He just left. He just left. He didn't tell Lavan anything. Why? Because he was running away. Now, it's easy to think that Yaakov did that because he was afraid. But Yaakov Avinu wasn't afraid of anything. Yaakov Avinu knew full well that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had his back. The emotion was communicating with him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had spoken to him before he went to the house of Laman. He had the other dream about sheep. Yaakov Avinu was in communication with Hashem. And when you're in your communication with God, God's got your back. You're not worried. So why does Yaakov leave in the middle of the night? Why does he run away? Why? It's conflict averse. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not interested. He's not interested in engaging Lavan. And perhaps what's unfolding over here is something dramatic. Yaakov Inu intended to split the camps. And perhaps even more, the night before, it's brought down in the Svaran that Yaakov Inu had a different thought. Let me run. Let me run. What do I even need this encounter with Esau for? Right? I don't know what it's going to be. If it's war, it's physically dangerous. If it's peace, it's spiritually dangerous. Any encounter with Aesop is fraught with dangers. I have a better idea. I have a better idea. Let's go. Let's just pack it up and let's go. Let's avoid the confrontation altogether. At that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu dispatches the Ish, the man, the Malach. And what happens? The Malach prevents him from doing a whole bunch of things, but not just like Rabbi Soloveitchik says from splitting the camp. The Malach also prevents Yaakov from running away. The injury was a strategic one. The injury in the sciatic nerve left Yaakov limping. When you limp, you can't run. 
you can barely walk. And if you can't run, you can't really walk. You certainly can't run away from your issues. You can't escape. Perhaps what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was trying to help Yaakov do in this moment is it's beautiful to be a man of shalom. It's beautiful to be a man of peace. And it's beautiful even to be conflict diverse in life. We all know people who love conflict. And the truth is there's something so special about people being conflict diverse. About being the kind of person who runs away from Machlokis. But sometimes, sometimes you can't run. Sometimes you have to confront. Sometimes you have to deal with your ace of. You can't run away from all of life's problems. Sometimes you have to stand your ground and you have to confront. And you don't know what's going to happen when you confront. Maybe it'll work out well. Maybe it won't work out well. Maybe you'll have peace. Maybe you'll have discord. Maybe you'll have resolution. Maybe the problem will become amplified. But one thing I know, I can't run. I can't run. And what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is he prevents Yaakov Avinu from running. You can't go anywhere, Yaakov. You can't run. You can't, even if you tried, you physically can't run. You'll take all of your energy just to stand in place and you confront Asaph. You confront it because you can do it. You can handle it. No matter what Asaph brings your way, war or peace, you are prepared for this confrontation. And that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu tells us, Al Kain, Lo Yochlu B'nei Yisrael Es Hagid Hanosha. Therefore, to this very day, you and I are not permitted to eat Kidanosha. Why not? Because we too take the same lesson of Yaakov. Because, dear friends, how often do we run from our problems? And you know, sometimes what we do is we say, I'm not running from my problems. I'm just a man of shalom. I, I just like peace. You might like peace. But sometimes I'm also just afraid and scared to confront. Sometimes shalom is a value that we hold up. And sometimes shalom is a value that we hide behind. And this is an incredible tension in life. Knowing when I should be conflict averse and knowing when I need to stand my ground and meet my challenges. HaKadosh Baruch Hu injures Yaakov Avinu Dafka in the Gid Hanosha. Dafka in the sand, so he can't run. And we can't eat the Gid Hanosha to this very day so that we are reminded that we can't run from our problems either. Whatever the problem is, whatever the challenge is, find the courage to confront. There's a time and a place for shalom. There's a time and a place to avoid and to avert conflict. And there's a time and a place where you have to summon up the courage, stand your ground, confront your asaf, confront your life issues, challenges, and problems, and know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be there to help you every step of the way. Wishing everyone a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.